holding by the beginning of his man a new haschola. So I know you're thinking, here we go again, a new haschola. Been there, done that, and bought the sweatshirt. We had a new Mishnah, new Sugya, we switched to a new Limud, it's a new Chodesh, a new year. You hear this all the time. We went on vacation, new Bloomfield. Everything is always new, new, new. So how do we deal with the fact that we're constantly being told it's a new sugi, it's a new this, it's a new that, and yet we haven't been able to crank it up? So this Sunday is a new month. And before every Rosh Chodesh, we have a Yom Kippur cotton because it's a new month and you can start fresh. So people will say, how many times can I start fresh? So every time Rosh Chodesh falls on Sunday, on Shabbos we read a special Haftarah called Mochar Chodesh. Now the only thing it seems the Haftarah has to do with Erev Rosh Chodesh is that the Haftarah begins with the words Mochar Chodesh. The rest of the Haftarah is a story of David and Yehoinasan. So what does it have to do with Mochar Chodesh? Mishol Miller says a beautiful machshava. He says, people are going to say what you're going to say. How many times can I start fresh? I did this Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, this man after Sukkot, this man, you know, we, we switched to another parak, right after New Bloomfield, New Haskola, New Beginning, everything is new, new. So how do you do it? Says that's the message of Mocher Chodesh. Yoyna's son was the son of Shol HaMelech. Shol HaMelech, when David was anointed to become the king, Shol HaMelech became very depressed, for whatever reason, and he wanted to get rid of David. Yoyna's son was Shol's son, he was the crown prince. He should have wanted to get rid of David more than anybody else, but he was David's best friend. Yoyna's son had three wishes in his life. He wanted Shoal to get along with David, and he failed. Shoal wanted to kill David. He almost killed Yoyna's son in the process. Yoyna's son wanted David to be safe. David ran away like a fugitive until Shoal died. Yoinasan wanted to be a minister when David became the king, but Yoinasan died in battle, in a battle that Claudius Roe lost. So Yoinasan basically was a total failure. Yet the Rishalmi says he's one of the few people that gave up his crown in this world and he wears a crown in Oilum Habba. What's the lesson? That it's not how much you succeeded. That is what's important in life. What's important is did you try? What were your efforts directed towards? What did you do with the koiches HaKadosh Baruch who gave you? It's not how many blot you know by heart. It's how much you tried, how much effort you put in, how much did you work? 
You may have failed the test, but if you worked hard and you tried your best, you are wearing a crown in Olam HaEmes. Now let's get to the newsman. We have to get ready for Shavuos. What are we getting ready for? Kabbalah Satorah. Sfiris HaOimer is a man to prepare for Kabbalah Satorah. What are we preparing for? So first I want to tell you, Torah is the lifeblood. It's what gives us life. I tell you, Amaisa, there was a soldier in the Israeli army. His name was Uri. In his platoon, he had two very close friends who were not religious. They have to know, from my experience in the Revolutionary Army, you have to know that your best friends are the soldiers that stand with you in battle. Because your life depends on them, and their life depends on you. So this guy, Uri, had two friends, Doiron and Lomer Zogin, his name was Yigal. So Yigal and Doiron are, are Uri's best friends, and they're not religious, and they make fun of him that he's religious but they're best friends. And one day they go on a mission and Uri gets shot. And he's bleeding, and he's bleeding very serious. So they drag him off the field and they run to a foxhole and they're hiding in the foxhole and they call the medic. And he asks the medic what to do. There's a soldier, he was hit and he's bleeding terribly. So the medic says, lie him on his side. But there was so much noise from the battle that all they heard was lie him on his back, which is the worst thing to do. So they lay him on his back and they continued fighting to keep the enemy at bay. And they turned around a few minutes later and he's on his side. So they quickly run, put him back on his back and go back and they they keep on shooting. And every time they have to come and reload, he's back on his side, and they put him back on his back. Finally, Daniel, the medic, shows up, and they had just turned him back on his back. He says, why is he on his back? He's supposed to be on his side. You're killing him. And they realize that this Yiddish soldier is so used to sleeping on his side they remember at night when they go to sleep in the barracks, they would be schmoozing, and then he would turn to his left side and go to sleep. And they never understood. They made fun of him. What's this business? And now they're looking, and he saved his life by naturally he was unconscious, but he couldn't sleep on his back. He would move on his side. And because of the fact that he lived, his life was saved. So I would like to say they both became Balechua, they're living in B'nai Barak, but I don't know if that's true. And I never tell you anything that is not yet true. But you see, I want to tell you another thing about Torah. 
what Torah does for a person. There was a Misa many years ago in Eretz Yisrael. There was a very, very serious Shaila about a get. And three of the Gedolim of the time were discussing the Shaila. Rebel Yashiv, Zechet Tzadik Levrochem, Reb Chaim Kadievsky, Zechet Tzadik Levrochem, and I forgot who the third one was. They're discussing the Shiloh for two hours. They could not come up with a solution. So they asked for a telephone and they called America to Rav Moshe Feinstein. They present the Shiloh to Rav Moshe and as soon as they finish asking the Shiloh, Rav Moshe gives them an answer on the spot. The story goes, they hung up the phone and started to sing Moshe Emes Vesayrosay Emes. That was with Moshe Feinstein. He was a Bucky Bachala Tayrakula. He had a Bakias in everything. And I want to tell you another story about Rav Moshe. There was a Yid who became a Balchuva. And he wanted to see the Godel Hador of Moshe. He never saw him. He never saw a picture. But he's, he's chalishing. He has to see this great rabbi, Rav Moshe. So he finds out Rav Moshe is going to be at a wedding. If you go to the wedding, you'll see Rav Moshe. You can go over to him. So he goes to the wedding, but he has no clue who Rav Moshe is. He figures the Godel Adar is going to see some tall guy who's going to be dressed really fancy, and you know people are going to surround him asking for autographs. He doesn't know what to expect. He comes to the Chasna, and he's waiting around, and he sees in the corner there's an old man learning. So he figures, you know, he's probably a Meshulach. So he goes over to Rav Moshe, and he gives him a dollar. And Rav Moshe understood that the guy's making a mistake. So he took the dollar, and he kept his hand out, and he went to every table in the hall asking for money. So that this person should not be embarrassed that he made such a gross mistake. Instead of realizing this was the God Lador, he thought he was some Schnorrer. So Ramesh, in order not to take away the impression of the guy, went to every table and he asked for more Nadovas. That's godless. That's the Torah on one hand and the Midas Toivas on the other hand. You want to count down for Mat and Torah. What are you doing with yourself? You're not just creating yourself in Torah. You're making yourself a great person. You're creating godless. Godless not only because you'll know Torah, because you'll be a superhuman being. So maybe you'll say, I can't do it. You're talking about greatness, it's not for me. You know, some people feel they're not destined to do anything special. Some people feel they're in the dumps, I can't do it. 
So by Sfiris HaOimer, it says, Mimochras HaShabbos Tisperu Chamishim Yoim. Sfiris HaOimer is Mimochras HaShabbos, and Shabbos here means the first day of Pesach. Why do we say that Sfiris HaOimer is Mimochras HaShabbos? Because what happened on Leil Pesach? Klal Yisrael left Mitzrayim, and where were we when we left Mitzrayim? We're on the 49th level of Tumor. We were the most unlikely people to steig, to grow, to become somebody. We were enmeshed and immersed in Tumor, in the blood of Mitzrayim. And in one moment we turned it around and we became great people. You think that you can't steig, you can't grow. Mimachras HaShabbos! We turned it around one day and we were out of Mitzrayim and great people. You have to make a decision. I'm going to grow, I'm going to steig. And great things can happen. You know, there was a gezerah. The czar in Russia came up with a terrible gezerah that he would take Jewish children and take them into the Russian army. They would kidnap children. They were seven, eight years old. They would take them away from the family. They would bring them into the Russian army for 25 years. By the time these kids got out of the army, most of them forgot anything about being Yidden. Those who remembered they were Jewish knew nothing about Yiddishkeit. So there was one particular Cantonist who survived his stint in the army. And he remained a Yid, but he knew nothing. Now the Yid in those days, many of them referred to the Cantonism as Yavonim. For whatever reason, it was not a complimentary term. It was probably not the right thing to do. But they were Amaratsim, they didn't know anything, and they had this word for them, they were Yavonim. This Cantonist is sitting and learning, even though he doesn't know a word, but he goes to the Shear, and they're learning Yavamas. And so they're talking about Yavamahin and Yavanaher, and this Yavam and that Yavam, and he thinks they're saying Yavon and they're making fun of him. So finally, in the middle of the shir, he says, why are you guys making so much fun of me? Why do you think it was easy to be a Cantonist? So they said, we're not making fun of you. We're talking about Yovam. He says, yeah, right. I, why should I believe you? Yovam, you're talking about me. You're making fun. So some guy goes over and says, listen, let me show you. This is the way you write Yovam with a nun. And Yovam is with a mem at the end. He says, I don't know how to read Aleph Bays. You can tell me whatever you want. Why should I listen to your Baba Mises? So the guy says, so what do you want me to do? So he says, teach me the Aleph Bays. So the guy says, fine. And they start to sit down and he teaches him Aleph Bays. This Cantonist, he must have been between 40 and 50 at the time. He started to learn, and he became known as the Goin from Lippenshuk. He became such a masmid, such a lambin, such a Goin, 
that he was Yadua in the Torah world as the Goin from Lippenshuk. Why? Because he had a vision. Teach me Aleph Beis. And we taught him Aleph Beis. And from that he went on and on and on and he became a Goin. And every one of you can do the same thing. A shtickle rotzen. Pick yourselves up. Start new. And realize it's the effort that counts. And great things can happen. The Gemara says, Tone Rabbonon, Shmoinim Talmidim Hoyeloy Lehilel Hazokin. Hillel Hazokin had 80 Talmidim. Well, Kemat as big as Keser Thirty of them were roy for the Shechina to rest upon them. Almost as choshev as Kesutayim. Thirty were roy that the sun could stand still like by Yeshua ben Nun. Esrim beinenim, the twenty mediocre guys. Godel Shebekul and Yoinusen ben Uziel. Yoinusen ben Uziel was the greatest. Koton Shebekul and who was on the bottom of the totem pole? They probably didn't have a totem pole over there, but who was the, who was the weakest Tal- Talmud in the whole yeshiva? Rab Yoichanan ben Zakai. So Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai was the Talmud that no one wanted to learn with. He was the Talmud the Rebbe tore the hair out of his head to find him a Chavrusa. Yochan ben Zakkai was the worst. And all of Torah we have today comes through Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. Because Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai was the one who made the deal with Vespasian. He saved Yavne. He brought the Chachomim to Yavne. And he was the Rebbe of Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Yeshua. All of Torah comes through Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai, the weakest Talmud of Hillel. So never sell yourself short. And even if you don't see it, have a vision of where you want to be and who you want to be. Because every year is to live with a vision. Byakov Galinsky tells a Moyodika story. He says that when he was in Russia, so the Russians forbade Shkita, Brismila, Yiddishkeit. was all forbidden. He lived in a house, which is a story unto itself, with a shaykhid whose name was Reb Isaac. Reb Isaac was moiser nefesh. He would shecht animals. He did Brismila. And he risked his life to do it. But it was always the fear that the KGB would come get him. 
One day there's a knock on the door. So Yaakov Galinsky says, Isaac, you go hide, I'll open the door. He opens the door, and there's a Russian general there. He says, where's the guy who does the shechita? So Yaakov Linsky says, a shechit? It's forbidden in Russia. We would never have a shechita over here. How could we do that? It's forbidden. He says, where's the guy who cuts the babies, who makes the babies Jewish? He says, what? We would never do that. So, uh, the Russian general says, Dreymanish can cup, Lozman up, who in the moil? So Yaakov figures the guy speaking Mamalosh and he could probably trust him. He lets him in. He says, Isaac, can't start always coming. He says, we had a baby. My wife has dreams. Her father is coming to him and telling us to have a baby circumcised. So the baby has to have a bris. Tomorrow, come to my house at 9 o'clock and this in the street, number 5, There'll be a lady coming out of the house with a basket. When she comes out of the house, you can go into the house. I won't be there. My wife won't be there. The coast is clear. The maid will be there. You can trust her. And the baby will be there. You do the shkit, you do the, the mila, and you'll be the sandik. Okay, so Rabbi Yaakov describes the next morning, first they went to the mikveh. Where was the mikveh? You went to the lake. You dug a, you had to cut out a hole in the ice. You would toivel in the freezing water, and then you went, then they got dressed. Now, they had to go to this house at a certain time. They couldn't drezich in the street, because if you were drezich in the street, you were a parasite. You had to be working. So they had to go to the post office and wait on lines to look that they're busy. And every time they got closer to the front, they went to the next line, so they could constantly be busy. Till finally it was time to go, they went to the house, they, they went in, the baby was there, they did the, they did the mila, they gave them some food, showing. Five weeks later, Rabbi Yaakov is walking in the streets, and he sees this Polish general, this Russian general. So he goes over to him, he says, can I ask you a question? And the guy looks around to make sure nobody's watching, he's nervous that he's going to be seen talking to a yeshiva bacher, and he says to him, why did you give your son a bris? You don't keep anything. Your, your house looks like a house of a regular Goyesha family. Why did you give your kid a bris? So he says, let me tell you. The Jewish people have been around for 3,000 years. Now, we're living in a time where it's very cloudy. Now, it's not a great honor to be a Jew. But one day the clouds will go away and the sun will shine and it will be nothing greater than to be a Jew. And I want my son to have the opportunity to know that he's Jewish. The uncle used to say, that's living with the future. That's a Yid who wasn't religious, but he had a vision of the future. Rabbi say you have to live with your two feet on the ground. You have to live for today and make every day count. But have a vision of who you're going to be tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow.
we're on the road to Shavuos. Mimochros HaShabbos. No matter where you're holding, you can turn things around like Klal Yisrael was able to do. We can steig and we can grow and we can become great people. And have a vision of who you are and who you can become. Picture yourself finishing Shas. Picture yourself knowing Torah, knowing Shulchan Aruch. Picture yourself accomplished with all the struggles you might have, with all the frustration you might have, and have a vision of the great person every single one of you can become. And start counting for Shavuos. And count to the day when HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us the Torah, will re-experience Maimed Har Sinai, will become the Am HaNivchar once again. And if you live that way, if you become those kind of people, you will be the happiest people in the world. You'll feel fulfilled, you'll feel kshalim, you'll feel a sense of greatness. And in Yitzah Hashem, Kodesh Baruch will take every single one of you and you will be the ones to lead Klal Yisrael at B.S. Goyal Tzedek B'mheir B'yameh.